I'm Troy Howell, and here is your recap of the 2020 high school football season. Um, in 6A, the winners were Trinity. Uh, Trinity really dominated all year. They beat, in my KSR prep rankings, I mean, teams that finished in the top 10, a lot of them were defeated soundly by Trinity. Trinity soundly defeated Male twice, including 28 nothing in the championship game. They, they defeated St. X soundly twice. Uh, including in the um, semifinals, um, they beat Bowling Green. I think it was forty-two to seven. So, I mean, they really just had a dominating team. They dominated on defense. They finished in the top twenty-five of the USA Today rankings, where they were all year. Um, they lose most of their good players. I'm sure they'll be really good next year, just because they're Trinity. But they do lose a lot of their good players, so that might open the door for Mayo next year to be – they might be my preseason number one in 6A. I'm not sure. We'll see how it goes when it comes August next year. But Mayo returns a lot. They return um, Cella Brown on uh, – he's an all-state defensive lineman, several other key players. They lose Jalen Bross, their senior running back. He was a very good running back. Um, another storyline from 6A would be Brian Station. Brian Station returns a lot next year, including Joseph Bond. He's their really good running back. Um, if Michaela Coffey, their quarterback, who is a senior, if he had not gotten hurt against in the first half against Dunbar, then they could have easily been in their first semifinal since Eric Shelton was playing in the late 90s, early 2000s when they made a run all the way to the finals. Uh, they got a really good team coming back at Brian Station. That was a really good story. Um Dunbar making the semifinals was a story. Um, North Harden had a really good team all year. They defeated Frederick Douglass in the first game of the season, um, but they lost to St. X in the playoffs, and partly because uh, Lavelle Wright, their great running back, was injured for the playoffs and missed that game. He's going to UK. Uh, a lot of guys for North Harden, their best players were seniors, so they may take a little step back next year. But when they did lose to St. X, St. X was on their third-string quarterback, so credit St. X for winning that game. St. X returns a few key players from next year, but I'd say it'll be male, male number one probably, maybe Trinity number two. Um, and then just talk a few minutes about Trinity's being nationally ranked. Some people, you know, it's a big hot topic on message boards. I mean, some people think Trinity's good for the state. Some think it's bad for the state. I mean, you can look at pros and cons. It's good that Kentucky has a team with national exposure, with a national ranking. That's good. It it makes people think, hey, like, what's going on in Kentucky? There's quality football in Kentucky. Let me watch this team. Let me pay attention to, the, to this team. People who really follow high school football, you know, they're, they're going to take notice if you have a top 25 team. And then and then if another team in Kentucky beats them, it's, it's going to give that team even more notice and, and recognition for beating a top 25 team. But also, it's kind of difficult when you have a team that dominates every year, especially a private school. People have strong feelings, some people strong feelings against that. You know, they say, well, they get some of the players from across the state border and all this stuff. And I mean, just imagine, I don't like the way that they're doing these districts where it's inter-district for the first two playoff games. That means if you're unfortunately in Trinity's district, then you're not going to be able to win more than one playoff game ever unless something happens where you really get good or Trinity really tanks, because I like it the old way where, you know, if you're number two in Trinity's district, then okay, you wouldn't have to play them until the third round of the playoffs. So I don't know why they're why they're doing it like they did. But um, anyway, that's 6A. And then 5A, um, the winner is Bowling Green. Bowling Green deserves credit. 
you know, going in, you know, it's who's going to win. Is it going to be South Warren? Is it going to be Bowling Green? Is it going to be Frederick Douglass? Is it going to be Kevin Catholic? Is it going to be Owensboro? Those were probably the five. But Bowling Green emerges victorious. And what did they do? They they defeated South Warren. What did they do? They they beat them in the second round. They forced seven or eight turnovers. Then they beat Covington Catholic in the semis. And those two, and then they beat Owensboro in the finals. And those were all big, significant wins. I mean, Bowling Green had won five out of six state titles from 2011 to 2016. And then after that, who wins Wins the next ones? Well, Covington Catholic wins. And South Warren wins. They had won the next three, those two teams, with South Warren winning one and Covington Catholic winning two. Well, who did Bowling Green beat to get back on top? Both those teams. And then they also beat their big rival, Owensboro. And uh, now they they maintain, I think they're 41-39 and 39 lifetime against Owensboro. Um, so just a, a big win, you know, winning their, the school's seventh overall state championship. Credit Bowling Green's defense. I mean, they they made Owensboro look not very good on offense. They really limited Owensboro. Owensboro came in one of the top offense scoring offenses in the state. And South Warren only rushed. Sometimes they would rush three. They drop in coverage, but the three got the job done. They had three great, three or four great defensive linemen. They made Gavin Wimsett throw underneath. They did not let him run. They made him one dimensional, and. Um, they led 17 nothing. I mean, even when Owensboro had a chance, I was covering that game for KSR, even when Owensboro had a chance at the end to come back, they were not letting him throw downfield. They said, okay, you got to dink and dunk us, and you got to use clock. And then they, they um, when I went in the KSR game of the week early in the season, they they only lost to South Warren 10-7, you know, and, and they lost their receiver, um, Wilson, early in the season. They had to adjust, and they were allowed on their running game and their defense. Connor Cooper, their quarterback, is a great runner. Jordan Dingle's going to UK. He he does good things on both sides of the ball. He's he'll be a good tight end for UK. JV Button's a good runner, but um, you know I expect Bowling Green to be good next year. They lose some key pieces, but you know the number one team in five A might be South Warren next year just because of who they return. Starting with their quarterback, Caden Veltkamp. Um, He's got offers from a lot of schools, including UK. He's he's a really good quarterback. They've got a solid defense. They lose Jansen Dunn. He's graduating. He's going to Ohio State, but he was hurt most of the year, and they beat um, Bowling Green during the year without him. So, Southern Warren's going to be really good. The other team that returns a lot is Frederick Douglass. Uh, Frederick Douglass returns Dane Dane Key. He's a wide receiver. They return Ty Bryan on defense. I think he plays some offense too. They they return several key players, but. Um, Hopefully, UK can get Dane Key. They're recruiting him. But, you know, can Frederick Douglass, they've had the talent, but they just haven't had the results. You know, they, they lost to Scott County in a close game a couple of years ago. They couldn't get that last drive of offense to score. They they got stopped at the very end, and then they let Scott County march down the field before that. Last year, they just could not get the offense going. They could not get the passing game going at all against Covington Catholic in a 13-7 loss. And then this year, a lot of people expect them to beat Owensboro, but they just didn't. And they, I mean, they lost the game because of a field goal kick. So, and, and they got down early, and they threw a, a pick six to start the game. So, they got to be better with their with their turnovers next year. And and uh, if they if they don't don't win it this year, then with with that talent, if they don't win it next year, it's going to be very disappointing, a bitter pill to swallow, as I'm sure it was this year. Owensboro was undefeated. They didn't play the best schedule, but they did beat Frederick Douglass. Um, they just, they, they just did not, they weren't on the same level as Bowling Green. I mean, everyone who watched that game knows it's just the Bowling Green defense limited them, but I expect good things from Owensboro. Gavin Wimson's the top 
one of the top dual threat quarterbacks in the nation. He'll he'll return next year. Covenant Catholic, they took a little step back last year after their historic team. Or they took a step back this year after their historic team last year with Michael Mayer. Uh, he's now at Notre Dame this year. And um, I don't know if they're going to be near as good as they were a couple of years ago. I mean, Caleb Jacob, their quarterback, he's graduating. So they they probably won't be the favorite to win next year. But they'll, they'll be in the mix. Pulaski County returns a lot. Even though the, even though they lose Tristan Cox to Purdue, uh, Southwestern's going to be good too. So five A is going to be intriguing. Several teams, several layers. Uh, looking at four A, uh, all year I had Johnson Central, I think number one, and Boyle two. One year I put Boyle. One week I switched Boyle to one. People didn't like it. They're like, well, Johnson Central won last year and. I mean, I should have kept Boyle number one over Johnson Central probably just because of what they've done this year with their impressive victories, a little more impressive schedule than Johnson Central. You can't really go wrong either way. They were one and two all year. Boyle County wins it. McDaniels, great runner. Uh, Jagger Gillis looked really good in the run game and passing game against Franklin County in the finals. That's the only time I saw Boyle all year. They had a heartbreaking loss last year. They they had five turnovers, almost still won the game against Johnson Central. They missed an extra point. Uh, they returned some key players. I think Ziemsler, don't know how to pronounce it. He's a good defensive lineman for them. Uh, he returns, but they lose a lot, uh, including Gillis and McDaniel. So um, they uh, defeated Franklin County in overtime in the five, 4A finals. I think Franklin County is going to be maybe my number one next year. Them or, them or Johnson Central, they both return a lot. Franklin County loses their quarterback, Broyles, and their wide receiver, Farrier. But, I mean, they returned Cade Mormon. He was only a sophomore, a great running back. Can catch the ball in the backfield as well. Great line. I think they're all back. I mean, they're going to be really good. Franklin County's for real. They almost, beat John, or they almost blew out Johnson Central, really. They got up to a 20 nothing lead on Matt Johnson Central and held on for the win. They led or retired with Boyle County the entire game until Boyle Took a three-point overtime lead. They had their chances in overtime, but looked a little bit out of sorts in overtime. They had several, um, you know, they got behind the chains. They had a legal procedure on first down. They, I mean, and then they kind of pitched it back, tried to be, try to do too much on that play. Then they almost threw an interception. Next play, then the third play, it should have been incomplete, but they called it a completion, so they got a break there. Then they went for it on fourth down, which I think was the right call. Made a good play call, but just a great defensive play by Shepherdson from Boyle County. So I expect Franklin County to be good next year. Johnson Central had a really good team. They lose Dylan Preston, but they, they return Grant Bingham. I mean, he's probably the best lineman in the state next year. He's being recruited by UK and Notre Dame and I think Michigan. And they return some other great offensive linemen. They return Mason Lawson. He's a good running back. And I think uh, uh, Lamaster. I think they re- maybe return Mason Lamaster on defense. Their top one of their top tacklers. So they're gonna have a good team uh, at Johnson Central again. And then throw Central in as the or uh, excuse me, throw Corbin in as the fourth team next year. I think they'll be in the top four because they return Longmire and Patterson. They're they're big time recruits and several other playmakers. They return. I expect a lot out of Corbin next year. Um, and then Central had a really good team this year. Um, uh, Central could be decent next year as well. They actually beat Franklin County during the season. I think Franklin County's quarterback might have been banged up, but uh, Franklin and Central were both kind of unknowns this year because 
they were not able to play many games due to COVID. Many games were canceled. And so they played each other, and but that's all, all we really knew about them. And Franklin County running clocked them in the in the playoffs. So credit Franklin County on a great season. Three um, A, you know, probably the best teams. I mean, Ashland was the best team. I had Ashland ranked near the top of three A all year. They didn't have many close games except for Russell in the playoffs and Belfry in the playoffs, but not during the regular season. They blew out Russell. They had. No really close games. The finals, I'll go over the finals in a minute against E-Town, but credit Ashland. That game against Belfry might have been for the state championship. Belfry had a good team, but they lost to the rival Pikeville. They had a great game against North Harden. Um, they lost to Ashland. They, they just didn't have a firepower that they've had in years past, but still one of the best teams in the class. But they lose Isaac Dixon and Brett Coleman, their top two players, so could take a step back next year. All these teams at the top of 3A are losing key players. E-Town's losing most of their key players. Ashland losing Pittman and Gillum and several other other main guys are running backs. Um, but Ashland and Belfry just did old school style, and they both looked really good this year. Pittman was incredible. E-Town, I watched them in the season. They didn't play the best schedule, but they, they beat Bardstown when I saw them. They blew them out, and then it was close. They had to have a furious comeback against Bardstown in the playoffs. Um they have a lot of athletes. They they have a lot of smaller skilled players. They don't have as great big linemen. A lot of guys play basketball. They could win it in basketball this year. Um, Going to be really good there as well. Um, they beat Cal, which was a nice win in the semifinals. They had mostly seniors, but in the finals they were there with Ashland. They just had, I mean, the first drive they dropped two passes that could have been touchdowns. They got stopped on fourth downs. I think four fourth downs in the first half they got stopped on. They went for it on their own twenty-eight on the second drive and got stopped there. They dropped another touchdown pass later on in the game. So they just weren't very sharp, you know. Ashland dropped a touchdown pass as well there that was wide open. Maybe. It was kind of cold. It was kind of windy. Maybe it's just not the best day for a passing game. Maybe it was a great day for a rushing game. I don't know, but Ashland just made the big plays on that. They converted fourth down, and they stopped E-Town on fourth down. So E-Town's going to take a step back next year. Uh, let's go to 2A. Um, I mean, LCA and Beachwood were uh, – I think I had them ranked near the top of 2A most of the year. Somerset was in there some. Um but uh, LCA I had at the top of 2A. I mean, they're impressive victories over Somerset twice. they impressive victories over um, – they really destroyed Dunbar. I mean, that was a great win. Dunbar made the Final Four of 6A. LCA returned so much. They're going to be the odds-on favorite next year in 2A. They're going to be one of the best teams in the state, including Mason Moore. That's Marty Moore's son, including Xavier Brown, who has offers from, I think, Virginia, Boston College, several others. He's really good. And Drew uh, Nevis, one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the state. He's really good at throwing the deep ball. But um, Beachwood just kind of, I mean, they picked him off three times. Beachwood had a good game plan. Beachwood has that will to win. They've got the experience, and they've got Cam Hergett. I mean, that made that made, made the difference. He was the best player on the field. Uh, he may win Mr. Football, and deservedly so if he does win it. Um, Beachwood's losing him, but they return almost everyone else, all, almost all their other key players. So Beachwood and LCA look for a rematch next year in 2A. Yeah, really going on, on a limb there, but <laughs> they're both really good. Um, credit Beachwood. I mean, they, they beat West Carter in the KSR game of the week. That was the semifinals. That was a great game because of Hergott's uh, just will to win. And then Brady Moore made some big plays. He's the one that blocked the extra point against LCA. Uh, let's, let's stay on that 
that two A championship game, and you know, let's talk about should LCA have gone for two instead of the extra point. So let's set set the stage. LCA had just missed a kick. It was a double doink. It was a long kick, but they have a great kicker who could have sent uh, won won the game, but he missed the kick, so it sent the game to overtime. Beachwood gets the ball first, scores quickly, easily. Uh, Hergott makes a pass to a wide open man, and it's a touchdown. They kick the extra point. And so LCA goes second, which is an advantage to go second in overtime. That's what everyone chooses. They score quickly on the – it's two plays. Uh, Xavier Brown easily runs it in from three yards out. So if they go for two, they probably make it. The way their offense is rolling, their strength is their offense. Beachwood's strength is not really their defense. So LCA probably scores their one play to win the game. Um, but they, they go for uh, one. And here's some here's some bad – here's some – some good reasons to go for one are okay. You you might even be the better team than Beachwood at least in your own mind. You're, you know, you came in as as the favorite. You've come back. You've got the momentum. If you go for one, you're still playing, and you think you can beat them on a, you know, one on one scenario. You also have a great kicker who you do not expect to miss. Okay, here's some reasons why they shouldn't have gone for one. Beachwood has come close to blocking some field goals and extra points already, so that's got to be in your mind. Hey, it's gonna could be a bad snap, could be a blocked field goal. Could be a missed field goal. So the the best you can do is tie. The worst you can do is lose. If you go for two, obviously, the best you can do is win. The worst you can do is lose. So to keep that into consideration. And also, I think that if they if they go for one, they probably make it. But they got to get the ball first in the second overtime. And I think LCA would score and go for one. But then I think Beachwood's going to score and Beachwood's going to go for two. And I think Beachwood's going to make it and, and win. So I think the odds would go – Swing in Beachwood's way when you when you go for the extra point, but if you go for two, the odds are in your way as the Eagles. But I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Who knows? Um, I don't know the team as well as the coach, obviously. So credit LCA on a great season, but Beachwood they 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 would have gone for two. I mean, they did the week before against West Carter. Um, they went for two point conversion, and that's the reason they they won the game because they made the two point conversion. So. It was a controversial play. It might have been a block in the back, but they they scored and uh, Hergett made a play to Moore. Uh, the two guys who made the biggest plays this game as well. And, you know, credit Wes Carter. Great season for them. Tavius Klein, uh, Ori Perry, uh, Jackson Bond. You know, he's going to be back next year, but, I mean, Klein's going to be tough, tough to, to replace. Some of the other guys tough to replace. It's just a great story out of Wes Carter. So those are probably the main teams to talk about out of 2A, as well as Somerset. Most people picked Somerset to win this year, but, you know, Sharon kind of got hurt a little bit. That derailed him. Grundy had some injuries. But special team for Somerset, especially last year. And, you know, uh, this year it's it's just tough when you're in the same district as LCA. One of you has to go out. And LCA has now won three of the last four games in that series. But um, Somerset won the state championship last year, so I guess Somerset kind of holds the trump card in that. And then finally, Class A, um, Paintsville wins. There were several teams that went in that I didn't have one favorite. There were just several co-favorites. Paintsville had lost during the season to, I think, Letcher County Central and to um, Raceland. But they come back and they beat Raceland in controversial fashion. There was a close call, I think, in overtime that that went their way, um, allowed them to get the victory. Um, and then they rolled a hazard team that had upset Pikeville. Um, so that was a good win, and then they beat Newport Central Catholic, I believe, in the finals was a blowout. So credit Paintsville. They were the best team in Class A when it's all said and done. They're going to return a few key players but lose a lot of players. And, you know, they went to a more of a running game. They moved their quarterback to running back later in the year, and 
Hyden and Poe was a good quarterback, and they just relied on their run game. That was a great matchup against KCD in the finals. Um, you know, Pikeville losing to Hazard was kind of a shock, but, you know, Pikeville lost to Campbell County during the year, and Campbell was just a medium of the pack 6A team. And, you know, if if you want to be one of the top teams in the state, and usually, or the top teams in Class A, you you got to be able to handle teams from 6A even if they're a 6A school, if they're not a very good 6A school. So that was kind of a warning sign for Pikeville. This was a bridge year. Last year they were great. Next year is going to be um, a great year. They're they're going to be the favorites to win Class A. The game against Paintsville in the regular season will be a great game. Um, but it should should be exciting. But, you know, just they, they, they went into Henry Clay this year who um, was a uh, didn't win any games last year. And, yeah, Pikeville won the game, but they gave up a lot of points. And then they got beat pretty bad at LCA. And it's just like, hey, like, and then it's like, you're not one of the top 10, 15 teams in the state this year. And you don't have to be that to win Class A. You Really, you, you don't. But they just weren't on that at elite level. So they weren't susceptible. They were susceptible to a bad game. And that's what happened against Hazard. Um, so they were just so young. I expect really good things out of Pikeville next year. Uh, they returned their uh, quarterback, who's third team All State in the Courier Journal, and then the, also um, Zach Lockhart was made the KSR All State team. So he's a really good wide receiver. I think he's the only one who made it from Class A. So uh, let me just go over the um, the my top twenty five rankings real quick, and then we'll rank it up or wrap it up. Also, want to talk about Mister Football candidates? Um, Jagger Burton needs to get more. Pub and press for Mr. Football. I, I mean, I don't have a vote, but if you if you got a vote, I mean, consider consider him. Just because you're offensive lineman doesn't mean you shouldn't get the vote. Um, Cam Hergett will probably win it, and I think that is deserved. I do. I've seen him play twice, and he changes the game. You know, he changes the game. And he's won two two state championships, and he's helped put the team on his back. So. I think he probably wins it. There's a lot of people that are worthy of winning it. There's some that I didn't even see play, like Sloan from Wayne County. Never got to see him. Most of the other top players I saw, he's very good. Um, but, I mean, I just think Burton needs a little bit more pub than, than he's getting for Mr. Football. Give it to a lineman every now and then. I mean, good grief. This guy's really good. He won the Paul Hornig Award, I think, and he's going to U.K., He's, a, he's just really good for Frederick Douglass. Um, so finally, let's end with the top 25. Uh, this is just my opinion here. Number one, Trinity. Number two, Boyle. Number three, Bowling Green. Number four, Mayo. Number five, Franklin County. And and this is the postseason top 25. It's not next season's top 25. Number six, Johnson Central. Number seven, Ashland. Number eight, South Warren. Number nine, St. X. Number 10, Beachwood. Number 11, LCA. Number 12, Owensboro. Number 13, Douglas. Number 14, North Hard. Number 15, Lexgath. Number 16, Corbin. Number 17, Covcath. Number 18, Belfry. Number 19, Manual. Number 20, E-Town. 21, Scott County. 22, Southwestern. 23, Central. 24, Somerset. 25, West Carter. Also throw in Paintsville there. They should probably be in there. They beat West Carter during the year, but West Carter had a great year as well and almost beat Beachwood. So I'm going to put 26 in there and instead of 25 and put West Carter and Paintsville tied for 25. Take, take your pick there. Yeah, it's hard to do rankings. I mean, yeah, how do I put LCA above Douglas when Douglas beat him bad? But you can't always just go by one game, you know. I mean, I got to put Douglas behind Owensboro, and 
I, I think LCA looked better than Owensboro, so um, that's 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 my that's my my ranking. You know, that's how I'm doing it. Um, Boyle Bowling Green and Mail two, three, and four. Take your pick there. No argument either way. Um, Beachwood at ten. Maybe a little low for a two A champ, but could Beachwood match up and beat a team like South Warren? I don't know. Could they beat St. X? I don't know. Um, so, anyway, that's it. And then, I guess favorites for next year would be Pikeville in Class A, Beachwood and LCA in two A, three A. I have no idea. Four A would be Corbin, um, Johnson Central, Franklin County, and Boyle County. 5A would probably be Douglas and South Warren, and 6A would probably be Mayo with maybe Trinity behind them, and then Ryan Station as another team that could make some noise. So that's that's the season recap. We'll come back with a basketball podcast. Clark and I will soon. Um, thank you all for listening.